Greetings and aloha. Welcome back to our podcast. I'm your host, Ronnie Landis, as always. And I say welcome back because it has been many, many months since I've done a podcast episode. It's It's been maybe six months. And as you know, if you've been following this podcast, you know we did a long series of solo episodes. We've covered everything from A to Z in the holistic health, nutrition, and transformation space. Uh, We did about 22, I did about 22 solo episodes or so, and I've been taking a bit of a break. I've been really contemplating what to do with this podcast, and did I want to continue the podcast just talking about general health topics, or did I want to change it altogether? And so I've been through quite a bit in the last six months, and uh, my message and my mission has also taken a big, big turn. And so I've decided to completely change the scope of this podcast and the message and the focus and really the mission, which is to turn this podcast from the High Performance Health Show into the Addiction-Free Lifestyle Podcast with none other than Ronnie Landis. And so there's a bit of a backstory to this. I don't want to go too deep into that, but what I do want to share with you is that this whole theme around addiction has become the central focus of mine. It's it's really become my mission and my message. And what I also want to share is that as I'm recording this right now, I'm about to release my brand new book, the Addiction-Free Lifestyle Success System. I've been working on this book all of 2020 and into the first half of 2021. It's finally done. Uh, It is in the publishing process, and we are about to go into the pre-order process. So when you hear this, you will have the opportunity to go to the website that I give you, And you're going to be able to pre-order your personal copy of the Addiction-Free Lifestyle book. That website is www.theaddictionfreelifestyle.com forward slash pre-order. That's going to be in the show notes. And again, that's theaddictionfreelifestyle.com forward slash pre-order. And we're doing a special thing with this book. You only have to pay for the shipping. So it's literally only $9.99 and you're going to get a book sent to you. You're also going to get a free online course of mine plus other bonuses. It's really a crazy deal that we're giving people and all you do is pay for the shipping and handling. And this is my special gift to all of you. And this is the single most important book that I have ever written. I've written about seven books before this. And all of them have been absolutely incredible, but this book sets the tone for the rest of my career and really what I'm most passionate about at this point in time, which is using all of the years, we're talking 12 years of dedicated research in the fields of holistic health, nutrition, organic foods, raw foods, cleansing, detoxification, herbalism, supplementation, Um, So many different other areas, personal development, spirituality, metaphysics, transformation. I've put all that together into this book on addiction. Now, why is this such an important topic? Well, it's such an important topic because every single human being on this planet 
has either struggled with some form of addiction or knows somebody that has or is struggling with addiction right now. And part of my mission is to help create a paradigm shift around the topic of addiction. Um, we're going to go deep into that in this episode. And what I'm going to do for you is I'm going to take you through the broad strokes of this book. And I'm going to share with you the table of contents. And I'm going to talk a little bit about every chapter in this book to give you an insight into the book itself. Ideally, I would love for you to purchase the book, obviously. I highly advise you do. My belief is that this is the single most holistic and comprehensive book on the topic, topic of addiction that has ever been written. And I should know that because I've gone through the books, um, not just in this last year by writing this book, but also all the years that I've been involved in the holistic health field. Um, I, I've definitely gone through a lot of the, the different topics and research on addiction, on um, uh, drug abuse, um, food addiction, substance addictions, how it interacts with the neurochemistry of the brain, the nervous system, how to heal a lot of these things through the, what's called the gut-brain um, connection, the microbiome, so many different other areas as well. Positive lifestyle upgrades, meditation, journaling, um, taking accountability for our life, setting goals, creating a vision for our life, knowing why we're here on the planet and creating more purpose for our life so we can overcome the self-inflicted challenges that we deal with every day that keep us in the lower self so we can rise out of those lower tendencies that lead to addictive habits and we can rise out of that and become our greatest self, which is ultimately to become our healthiest self, to become our happiest self, to become our wealthiest, most prosperous, most abundant, and most positive, enthusiastic self possible. That has been my mission for the last 12 years of being in this field, and that certainly is the approach I take with the addiction-free lifestyle. And so I'm really happy to finally do this podcast. I've been really waiting a while to do it. All the things had to line up with this book, and this book was an endeavor, I have to tell you. This book was an absolute endeavor to write. I, I actually don't even know how I got this thing done. I really don't. Um, 2020 was the single-handedly the most stressful and hectic year of my life. Uh, I got married. And then in January of 2021, I got divorced. Uh, a lot of different things have taken place in my life. I've had to work through a lot of different issues, if you will. I've had to work through my own trauma. I've had to work through my own addictions. I've had to work through limiting belief systems. I've had to work through being broken down by life and having to rebuild myself literally from the ground up. And the result of all that is the manifestation of this book in physical form. So I'm incredibly excited about this and I'm excited that it's going to be in your hands very, very soon if you so choose. So let's get into this. I want to share with you kind of the framework of this book. It's broken down into five sections, and every section has a series of chapters and a series of subtopics. This is probably the most organized book on addiction and has the most holistic perspective. There is no stone unturned in this, and there's things that we get into that might surprise you. 
when you're going through this book and you're listening to me, there's things that I'm going to share with you that you might be very, very surprised that would be included in this type of topic and things that you probably never thought about. So I'm really excited to take this journey with you. So let's, uh, let's do it. Now, I also want to mention, as you get into the book, as you open it up, there is a foreword. So typically when you write a book, someone writes a foreword for the book, right? Well, one of my dear friends who's also a mentor and a colleague of mine, his name is Richard Rudd. You may know Richard Rudd because he wrote the book, The Gene Keys. He wrote many other books, but he's most well known for The Gene Keys. And The Gene Keys is one of the most important books that's ever been written by far. I've had Richard on this show about four times. So if you don't know who Richard is, go back through some of our interviews. And The Gene Keys is just an incredible body of work really inspired me and helped me put some of my puzzle pieces together. And Richard agreed to write the foreword for this book and what an incredible foreword he wrote. So as you get into the book, you're going to read his foreword, then you're going to get the introduction. And the introduction is really just me introducing this whole concept of an addiction-free lifestyle. Now, if you notice, this isn't the addiction-free diet right? Or the addiction cleanse or detox, right? This is not some short-term temporary, um, uh, you know, uh, type of thing, right? Like some diet or some cleanse or some 21-day thing. There is a 21-day dopamine reset program built into this, but that's really just a tool. What I want to impart to you is the idea of living an addiction-free lifestyle. It's a lifestyle, right? So just let that percolate inside of you. Let that seed, that idea, that concept sit inside your mind for a second and take a deep breath and maybe meditate on this for a second. What does it mean to live an addiction-free lifestyle? Well, that's what we're here to talk about. So again, it's broken down into five sections. And so each five, each section has a theme. There's a particular theme and it takes you on a journey. So the way that this book works is it's a choose your own adventure story. You can hop around, you can skip around, do whatever you want with it. But if you read it from start to finish, it actually takes you on an entire journey through an incredible process of healing, recovery, integration, expansion, transformation, and uh, I'm really excited for you to take that journey. So let's get started. Section one, it's called The Foundations of Addiction and Recovery. So that's what section one is about. And there's four chapters in section one. The first chapter is The Subtle Nature of Addiction. So The Subtle Nature of Addiction is really helping to introduce some of these ideas to you. And it's helping to understand that when we talk about addiction, we're not talking about an addictive habit, the things that we would normally associate with an addiction, alcohol, cigarettes, coffee, pornography, um, some kind of street drug or pharmaceutical drug, psychiatric drugs, sleeping pills, um, um, what else, cannabis, marijuana, weed, whatever. We're not talking about the habits themselves, right? There's something much deeper when it comes to addiction. There's a frequency, as Richard Rudd says, the addiction frequency, which actually lives inside of every single human being. 
and it lives inside what's called our core wounds. The wounding or trauma that we have experienced in this life, most likely in our childhood, and that trauma creates a particular frequency that attracts addictions into our life. And we're going to talk more about that as we get towards the end. There's a very interesting topic on that. I'm going to save that for the end. But the first part of this is talking about the subtle nature, not the overt nature of these habits that we associate as addiction. Um, and those are all kind of addictive tendencies, but they're not the addiction itself. And so we're going to unpack that as we go through this book. The next chapter is called The Dopamine Dilemma. And this is a hefty chapter right here, and we just go right for it, right out the gate. The Dopamine Dilemma is really where the rubber meets the road in all areas of healing, especially when it comes to healing the brain. What a lot of people do not realize is that the brain itself becomes chemically addicted to dopamine response patterns. So, okay, what is the dopamine dilemma then? Well, the dopamine dilemma is essentially getting addicted to dopamine. Okay, well then what's dopamine? Well, dopamine is a neurotransmitter brain hormone very similar to serotonin or to GABA or to choline, some of these other um, neurotransmitters. We typically think of dopamine and serotonin. Those are the two primary neurotransmitters that govern a lot of our human experience, our interpretation of, of our experience, our emotions, and also our psychological state as well. And so dopamine is really known as the pleasure hormone or the pleasure neurotransmitter. Now, I could go much deeper into what dopamine does, its effects on the body, adrenal health, that kind of thing. What I want to share in this particular uh, part is the dilemma that all of us are faced with is that we have adapted and the brain has adapted to dopamine stimulus response patterns and it's created a feedback cycle where we're essentially chasing pleasure to avoid pain, chasing pleasure to avoid discomfort. And there's a lot of different ways that this uh, plays out. One of the main ways is through social media, right? We're gonna talk about that as we go on here. Um, when you go onto social media and you start scrolling and you're, you're looking for likes and loves and comments and engagement and all that kind of thing, constantly checking your phone, what's happening is that you're getting a micro dopamine hit and it's, it's creating kind of a craving, like needing to get that dopamine hit because the dopamine actually helps, to es helps us escape the present moment of stress. When we're in stress, we're in tension, we're in angst, we're, we're uncomfortable. Instead of sitting with the discomfort, oftentimes we want to escape the discomfort. So we chase temporary pleasure, temporary highs as a way to avoid the present moment. And that this is a dilemma that everybody in our world is dealing with. And this is one of the biggest issues when people have pushed that dopamine button too much they become chemically addicted and psychologically addicted to the habit that the brain interprets as the thing that created the pleasure. You see what I'm saying? And so the brain tells us and creates sensations in the body of discomfort to get us to medicate the, the discomfort in order to create the simulation of pleasure and this creates a feedback system, and that is the brain's, that's the, the addicted brain that's starting to play out.
So in this chapter, we go very, very deep into all that. We even talk about epigenetics at length in that chapter. So much goodness there. And that chapter alone can radically change everybody's life. So moving on from there, the next chapter is what I call the addiction to struggle. Now, if you were to ask me, okay, what is the real addiction in the world? We know that these, um, these habits that we do, these things that we do, these self-destructive things, again, the cigarettes, the, the alcohol, the drugs, the pornography, um, excessive masturbation for men, sex addictions, um, the social media scrolling, being on the internet all the time, staying up late at night. What is all that? Well, those are just compensation strategies. Those are coping mechanisms. Those are not the addiction itself. Dr. Gabor Mate has a really brilliant quote that sums this up, which is that the addiction is not your problem. The addiction is your attempt to solve a problem. So in other words, the addiction, the thing that we associate as an addiction, the coping mechanism is an attempt to solve the addiction or the problem itself. So this chapter talks about what the actual problem is. And the problem is we may have become addicted to our own struggle. We may have become addicted to the stress in the drama in our life. Have you ever been in a relationship or seen people in a relationship that are constantly in some kind of drama? that are constantly fighting and bickering and arguing and triggering each other and are just at it. And it's almost like they're, they're chemically dependent on that drama, on those triggers, and nothing ever really gets resolved. That is one example of the addiction to struggle. Are you experiencing this with your finances, with your business, right? Pushing a boulder up a hill because you believe that you have to struggle in order to succeed. Life can't be effortless. It can't be easy. It has to be a struggle. Well, this is this chapter really unpacks so much of that, and it, we go into great length into this particular topic and unpack it for people. And um, I'm not going to go too much deeper into that or any of these. I want to kind of just give you the broad strokes here. But the addiction to struggle, in my opinion, is the fundamental addiction in our society. The next chapter is called Purpose, Goals, Vision. Now, this is an incredibly unique perspective that I took in writing a chapter on purpose, goals, vision. Seems pretty clear and obvious. You need to have a purpose. You need to have goals, something to aim for, something to move towards. And you need to have a vision because you need to know where you're going. Where do you want to go in your life? What do you want for your life? Um, we take some interesting twists and turns in this chapter that, that I don't think anybody in the world has ever described before, has ever written about when it comes to this topic. Now, here's the thing. When it comes to addiction, it comes to recovering uh, from an illness, a disease, a degenerative condition, um, an addiction cycle, if you will, some kind of struggle. You have to have purpose in, over to, in order to overcome the struggle because... If you don't have a purpose stronger than the addiction, the addiction will always win out. We will always be at the effect, we'll always be overpowered by the strength of the addiction in, until we have a purpose strong enough to overwhelm the addiction itself. So you have to have a purpose for your life, a purpose for why you want to overcome 
whatever it is that you're experiencing. And then the practical side of it is, okay, I need goals. <clears throat> I need something to move towards. I need to set up measurable goals to move forward in my life in order to know that I'm making progress. Because how do you know if you're making progress unless you measure it, unless you have something to track it, right? And there's two type of goals, by the way. There's process goals and there's outcome goals, which I talk about a lot in the book. So process goals are basically the process itself of transformation. So most people focus on outcome goals, right? Okay, what is the outcome? What is what is the, the outcome that I want to get from this goal? I want to make a certain amount of money at the end of the month. Um, I want to uh, I want to uh, be with a certain partner and uh, whatever it is, right? Whatever the details are. Okay, this is what the outcome is of my pursuit. Most people spend most of their time thinking about the outcome goal, but they never get started. They're never in the process. What I tell people is that you want to spend 5% of your time on the outcome goal. Once you know what your outcome is, once you know what it is that you want to achieve, let it, let it go and focus 95% of your energy on the process. So the process goal is who you have to become in order to achieve what it is that you want to achieve. And that's just being in the process of pursuing the goal itself. And of course, in order to do all this, you have to have a vision for your life. You have to have a vision for yourself that is so far beyond your struggle. It's so far beyond your health condition. It's so far beyond your relationship dramas, right? Whatever the setbacks are in your life, you have to have a vision that inspires you enough and creates enough purpose inside of you that you're going to move towards your goals each and every single day. And that's what we get into in that chapter. Very, very exciting stuff. So that's that's the introduction of the book. That sets up the, the stage. In each section, we go deeper and deeper and deeper. So section two is called Deprogramming the Culture of Addiction. And this is really... Un the understanding that our entire societal culture is created under the um, the uh, the paradigm of consumerism. Now, consumerism is another word for addiction, right? Consuming, 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 consuming. But what about creating? If we're always consuming, whether it's information on the internet, whether it's too much food, drugs, substances, sex. Whatever it is, if we're constantly consuming, then we're never we're going to be overfed and we're going to become we're going to become overweight and obese on whatever it is we're consuming and we're going to become toxic. We're going to become an addict to the pleasure sensation, the immediate gratification and pleasure, and that's what our culture has programmed us to do. What we need to do is become creators to create our life. And uh, that's really what this book is actually all about <clears throat> in a nutshell. So there's three chapters in this uh, section. The first chapter is what I call culturally appropriated drugs. Culturally appropriated drugs or culturally accepted drugs. Now, th this is really the, the drugs that are accepted by society. 
Um, they don't necessarily think of them as drugs because they're not necessarily illegal, right? Um, but they are drugs. In fact, they are some of the most powerful drugs and the most addictive drugs that just so happen to be legal. And there is a reason why that is, because it keeps you in a state of addiction. And the powers that be want to keep you addicted. So you become a slave, you stay a slave, and you never create um because these are the biggest industries in our society. So I'm actually going to go through all of these with you real quick. Um, you may be surprised by some of these. So let's see here. Uh, the first one that I talk about is coffee. Coffee is absolutely a drug. Make no mistake about it. Just because it's so common and the whole biohacking world and the bulletproof coffee and put just put butter in your coffee and it's all good. Like I fell for that for a while and I suffered consequences because actually coffee and caffeine are powerful central nervous system stimulants. And if you do too much of it, it can blow out the circuits without a doubt. I've seen this play out for people over and over and over and it's a slippery slope. And by, I don't think that coffee is healthy at all. Now, it can be a useful tool if you need it, but the problem is you rely upon it. And especially entrepreneurs in our society now, they rely upon coffee as a way to get up in the morning, get started. It's a ritual. Um, it has a, psycho, a psychological attachment. Usually there's an association between starting my work day with coffee that get up and go, that stimulation, that creates a feedback system in the brain. And this can be one of the hardest things for people to get off of. But make no mistake, coffee is a drug. It just happens to be a very legal drug. So we go deep into that. The next one is alcohol. Now, everybody already kind of knows about this, alcoholism, alcohol addictions. These, um, This is one of the most dangerous drugs in our society. And of course, it's all legal, no problem. Um, I go very deep into the kind of the brain science on alcohol, what it does to your brain, the short term, long term. There's also a spiritual perspective when it comes to alcohol. There's a reason why it's called spirits. And I talk about that and how people can literally become hijacked psychically if they become inebriated, especially if they have psychological disorders, if they have some kind of bipolar kind of tendency um, we've all seen this with people where they're one person, you know, when they're sober and when they have some alcohol in their system, they're a completely different person. And that is some kind of form of possession. I won't go deep into that in this podcast, but make no mistake. There is a psychic hijacking that can occur through um, excessive alcohol ingestion. We go deep into all that. And then the next one is tobacco and cigarettes. Um, you know, again, if you're very health minded, then this is somewhat obvious. Uh, but for a lot of people, it's not obvious. And this also includes organic tobacco. I know this from my own personal experience. I've gone through it. I've gone through different phases where I got hooked on to Nicotiana tobaccum, which is, uh, you know, kind of the most common, the common variety of uh, tobacco that's grown. There's uh, many other different varieties, mapachos, which is more of a Native American now. So South, not Native American, but um, uh, uh, South American um, 
a form of tobacco which is used in ceremonies, medicine ceremonies, and things of that nature. It's, it's, it's completely different. It's far stronger, has far more of a nicotine concentration, and you can't really just puff on those like you do cigarettes. Now, here's one of the things with cigarettes or tobacco. Um, it becomes a crutch to deal with stress, right? And that's why we get hooked on tobacco. For me, when I went through my cycles with tobacco, it was because I had a lot of stress in my life and it was a way to process stress, to um, sort out different things mentally, to, to kind of get in my body, if you will. But it became a crutch and it became a bad habit and it, it actually was creating... Um, it was creating low energy in my body. It was creating um, a lot of different issues. And once I got over that, everything started to work better. And my lungs started to work better. Um, you know, surprise, surprise. And we, we could go deep into all that. But that's, the, that's another one that I talk about. Now, moving on from there, we talk about prescription medications. So this is a huge issue for so many people in society that get stuck on pharmaceutical medications and, and um, uh, particularly antidepressants and sleep. Uh, uh, well, what are the main ones? There's antidepressants, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. There's painkillers, right? People are trying to numb their pain so people can easily get hooked up on that and um, a number of other things as well. Prescription medications are a huge problem because of the opioid addiction that takes place in the opioid receptors in the brain, which are the same receptors, by the way, of that that um, that um, uh, plug in or that that are activated when someone does heroin. It's the same receptor sites, the opioid receptor sites, and so this has become a huge problem for people worldwide and throughout the U.S. We go very deep into that. Um, the next one that we go into is processed food and food-like byproducts. So food addictions, processed food is a drug. There's literally drugs in processed foods and chemicals. And the scientists that have designed processed foods and processed drinks, it's down to a science on how they have caused people to become addicted to these food-like byproducts. Now, I've talked about this for years, and obviously through my work with raw foods, cleansing, detoxing, nutrition, all of that, that, you know, I've talked a lot about that, but most people still are very unaware of this and struggle with this issue, and this is the thing that has to be worked out if you are going to live a healthy life, for sure. We go a little bit into that. The next thing we talk about is sugar and refined carbohydrates and food allergies. So the final section in this chapter is sugar addictions, refined carbohydrates, and also food allergies. Now, a lot of people don't realize that you can become addicted to foods that you have an allergic response to. This is a huge discovery because if you think about it, when you take in something that your body actually has an allergic response to, your immune system gets stimulated. Now, a lot of people will think, oh, well, that, that means this food's giving me energy. That's not what's happening at all. It's false energy, and you're going into immunostimulated state, 
and you're driving adrenaline and cortisol into your body. And that's the same thing that happens with coffee, by the way. So it's a false energy that you're getting. It's a, it's a central nervous system and immune system stimulation. And then people get kind of hooked up on that because ultimately they're, they're unhealthy. Their adrenals and kidneys and their liver and their thyroid and their hormones are not working properly. So it's like robbing Peter to pay Paul. And so that happens with the sugar addictions, the food allergy addictions, the, the processed foods, the coffee, all of it, right? So that chapter, we go very deep into that. Now, the next chapter is called the virtual simulated reality virtual simulated reality and this is really going deep into the technological addiction that we have developed the codependency on all forms of technology and social media and, and mainstream media and entertainment platforms what is happening here is that through our digital devices through our computer screen and our phone screen in the social media platforms in the YouTube platforms and all these different internet based platforms we have created an alternative virtual reality. Social media is an alternative reality, isn't it? People go on social media and they say wild, crazy, offensive things that they would never ever say to somebody in real life, right? There's no human connection. There's no empathy there for a lot of people. And people just can say whatever they want. And they just basically create their own little virtual reality, their own PR company, right? Because anybody can go on Instagram and become a life coach, a health coach, an entrepreneur, a this or that, a model. And that may not be representative of their real life, but they can cookie cutter um, and copy and paste things on social media and take little glimpses of some photo shoot or something and then make people believe that that's their life. But that's an alternative life. It's a virtual simulated reality. And we've all been linked up. Our brains have been neuro-linked into this, this virtual reality, this virtual simulated reality called the internet. And now technology can be used for good, but technology can also be used to create a dopamine dilemma and for most people that is exactly what it's doing so in this chapter I go deep into social media I go deep into the mainstream media and how that functions I go deep into the entertainment system um, uh, in all the different areas of that it's a very powerful chapter and a chapter that I don't think has ever been attempted certainly not in an addiction um, recovery book so that's a very interesting chapter the next chapter and the last chapter in this section is called Pornography and Sexuality. Now, pornography is one of the biggest problems um, on the internet, particularly for men. This is a very long, detailed chapter, and it goes into multiple different little sections, but I'll just share with you the number one problem for men in particular when it comes to addiction is sex addiction, having to masturbate and literally leak out their life force energy, give their life force energy to some kind of fantasy on the internet that drives the dopamine response in the brain so strongly that it can actually desensitize somebody to a real life sexual encounter. 
to a real life flesh and blood partner. And there's something that um, in, in, in the scientific fields that have, that's come out in recent years, I, I studied this about maybe 10 years ago, it's something called porn-induced erectile dysfunction. Porn-induced erectile dysfunction. So for all the ladies that are listening, if you've been with a man or men that can't get it up, they can't stay erect, they're having problems, I'm going to tell you it's either because of stress, which may or may not even be true, or, and what is likely the case, it's because of pornographic programming. The hyperstimuli that happens in the brain is so intense, and the, 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 the charge, the energetic charge that happens when a man ejaculates based on that intensified stimulation it, it can't match up to real life very well. And so we project these fantasies onto real people and it creates problems because porn is not real, is it? It's not actually real. So we have, again, an alternative reality based on the internet that's created this feedback loop that's actually, it's actually like a weapon. It's like weaponized against men in particular and it's having very adverse effects on women, especially when it comes to healthy sexuality. So the number one addiction that men have to deal with um, underneath all the other ones is actually sexual addiction and pornography. So that chapter really goes deep into that. Okay, that's a lot. So we're halfway through it or almost halfway through the book now. So section three, I call it the initiation phase. We are now initiating ourselves into the actual process of healing our addictions and recovering from the adverse effects of, of addictions that have taken place over our entire lives. This is where like, it really gets into the nitty-gritty here. So the first chapter, there's four chapters. The first chapter is called Plant Medicines. Now, this is actually the longest chapter in the entire book. I think it's like 16,000 words or something. The entire book is almost 600 pages, and it's maybe 130,000 words or so. I don't know the exact number. But this chapter is the longest in the entire book. And we go very deep into the whole world of plant medicines or psychedelics or entheogens. I have a lot of experience in this realm. I've, I've done many ceremonies. I've done many different psychedelic um, uh, journeys, recreation, and ceremonially, and therapeutically. So everything that I talk about in this chapter is based on my research uh, over 10 years in this field, and also based on my direct experience. So I'm not just talking about these things. I've experienced these things firsthand, and so I have an intimate understanding of what the effects are and the incredible therapeutic value that they can have. <clears throat> Someone may be thinking, okay, you're doing an addiction-free uh, addiction lifestyle book. Why are you talking about drugs, right? Well, I would not classify these things as drugs. You can. They certainly elicit psychoactive responses. <clears throat> but if you're going to do that, then you have to go back to the other chapter. We talked about culturally accepted drugs. You have to also classify coffee and alcohol and cigarettes and pharmaceuticals and psychiatric drugs. 
and processed foods and sugar and all these other things, you have to classify those as drugs because those are actually the biggest drugs going. And those drugs do exactly what a drug is designed to do, which is to numb the sensations of the nervous system. That's what a drug does. It numbs, it sedates, it medicates, and it numbs the person out of their symptoms, right? What plant medicines do is they, have, they help to open up the nervous system. They help to open up someone's psyche and help to process repressed and unresolved trauma that has been stored in the and backlogged in their psyche for potentially an entire lifetime, if not multiple lifetimes. And you really find that out when you when you're on these journeys. Um, there's obviously disclaimers in this book. It's not like just a free for all. Just go do ayahuasca in, in Topanga Canyon, L.A. at some some pseudo shaman's place or something. There is a disclaimer to all these things. I'm not going to go into that. It should be semi obvious. This is with reverence and with respect to the traditions that have used these plant medicines for thousands of years and certain chemical compounds that have been like MDMA, for example. Um, otherwise known as molly or ecstasy, but MDMA, which is an incredibly powerful psychotropic um, uh, substance that can really help somebody process psychological trauma um, in a way that I haven't experienced with anything else quite like it. It's it's quite incredible, um, and all these all these these plant medicines are. So this chapter is really here to give the reader an education, if anything, on this topic and how these things can be used strategically and intelligently as a way to heal the trauma that actually creates the, the gravitation towards the real drugs that we just mentioned. Okay, the next chapter is Healing the Brain, Rehabbing the Mind. This chapter is very deep and it's all about the brain. There's some incredibly deep neuroscience research that we go through on many different areas. I don't think any chapter like this, any chapter like this has been written in an entire book on the brain. I, I, I doubt it. Um, this entire chapter could be a book in of itself. All these chapters could actually be a book in of themselves. So the way that I set this up is one part, healing the brain. Because remember, the brain becomes addicted. The physical brain becomes addicted through neuropathway associations and that's why it's hard to de it's hard to break those circuits and to to um, repair the circuits because the dopamine receptors in the brain actually get worn down over time and then when you're producing all this other dopamine through all this this dopamine stimulation it just floods the brain with this like immediate dopamine pleasure response but the, the receptors have been broken down, so the brain can't actually process all of the dopamine chemicals that are flooding into the brain at a rapid rate. This creates problems. So we talk about that whole process, healing the physical brain. And then there's another side of it, which is rehabbing the mind. Rehabbing the mind. The mind and the brain are two different things. So rehabbing one's own psyche one's own psychology is part and parcel with the healing of the physical brain itself. They go hand in hand together. You can't have one without the other. 
and the mind itself becomes uh, addicted just the same way the brain does, but the mind is not a physical thing. It's, it's, a, it's, it's just kind of our mental processes, if you will, our psychology, our identity, all that kind of thing. And that has to be rehabbed. It has to be rehabilitated in order to become, in order for someone to identify from being an addict to being healed, to being recovered. The mind has to make that transition in order for someone to actually fully heal. So that chapter is amazing. The next chapter is Mastering the Body, Physical Health. So we go all into the different ideas around um, really the foundation of my work over the last 12 years, which is holistic health, physical health. Uh, there's an entire section on cleansing and detoxification and cellular regeneration. Um, there's an entire section on nutrition, how to optimize your nutrition protocols <clears throat> and how to de determine what food groups and what kinds of foods are going to work best for you for your unique metabolism because that's going to have everything to do with how you feel in your body, how much energy you're able to produce in your body, and that's going to give you the, the ability to overcome cravings like sugar cravings for example all alcoholic cravings tobacco cravings whatever the thing may be mastering the physical body is going to be what allows you to overcome that and um, there's also a whole section on on sleep so one of the biggest things with healing addiction healing anything really healing the brain is you have to dial in your circadian rhythms you have to dial in your sleep cycles. If you don't get really good sleep every night, then the brain is not able to process everything from the day before and everything gets backlogged and, it, and you take that with you every single day moving forward and that's where all the stress and tension and the lack of physical healing, the, the, the aches, the pains, the, the joint issues, etc., you have to give your body the chance to heal itself, and that only happens through sleep. So we go deep into that. The final chapter in Section 3 is Healing the Heart Emotional Trauma. This chapter is one of the most profound ones in the entire book, and it's all about healing the heart. One part is actually healing the physical heart, understanding your cardiovascular system, understanding how the heart works and functions, um, and healing the physical heart, but more so about healing the trauma, the emotional imprints of unresolved trauma that have actually created uh, like a wall, like a calcified wall around our heart and have numbed our heart and made it so we don't feel whatever it is that we need to feel, the pain, the sadness, the grief, um, and also on the other side, the joy, the happiness, the optimism. We need to get to a place where we can feel our feelings. And our way to do that, the only way to do that is to heal our trauma. And this book goes, or I mean this, well, the whole book, yes, but this section goes very deep into that and provides insights that um, will certainly be transformative for anybody that reads it. Okay, so we're finishing up our journey into the addiction-free lifestyle. 
Section four, the integration phase. Now that we've made it through the initiation, and section three is an initiation, we now are in the integration phase. This is maybe the most powerful section of all of them. So the first chapter is called Listening to the Soul. Um, listening to the Soul. This is really like a spiritual journey. It's like a spiritual and metaphysical perspective. And it really just alludes to the fact that you are not really just a body. And you're not just a brain, right? Like your brain, all these electrical impulses and chemical impulses and, and this very materialistic point of view that we've been raised up with in our society. You're actually a soul in a physical body having a human experience. That's really what we are. And so this chapter helps you understand how to listen to the whispers of your soul that are always guiding you towards your greatest direction, your greatest timeline. If we slow down, pause, take a breath, release all the stress and the hoo-ha of our mind, and just listen, our soul will tell us what to do, when to do it, where to go, and this chapter really speaks all to that. And if you learn to do this, by the way, your ability to navigate your addictions and your challenges and your issues are going to be so much more graceful. And actually, grace is kind of the central theme of that chapter. Uh, yeah, that chapter. The next chapter in section four is called Integration and Recovery. This chapter was really, really challenging for me to write because it was, it's a bit of a, it's a beast of a chapter, not just in its length, but in its depth. Every paragraph, every sentence in this chapter is so intentional. And there's a story that I take everybody through, which is called the Siddhartha Path. Now, if you're familiar with Buddhism, then you know who Siddhartha is. Who is Siddhartha? Siddhartha is who we know as the Buddha. A lot of people don't realize that the Buddha was a flesh and blood human being. And a lot of people don't know the story of how Siddhartha became the enlightened bodhisattva known as the Buddha. We just like Buddha consciousness, oh, Buddhism, Taoism, all these different ideas. But a lot of people don't actually know the story. And why I wrote an entire chapter on this called Integration and Recovery is because the story of the Buddha or Siddhartha is the ultimate, um, the ultimate like archetypal story of overcoming addiction. Siddhartha became the Buddha by overcoming all of his addictions. And it's an incredible story. And uh, that chapter in of itself, that one chapter, if that's all you read, that chapter could transform your entire perspective on your life and create some really powerful shifts for you. And uh, it was a hard chapter to write, but I powered through it, and I had to go through my own reflections while writing that chapter as well. 
And that leads us to the integration and recovery phase of this journey. The last section is called the return back to wholeness. The return back to wholeness. Ultimately, all healing, all recovery is about wholeness. Getting to a place where we are whole, healed, and complete. There's nothing wrong with us. Doesn't mean we're perfect, but it means that we don't judge ourselves anymore. It means that there's nothing broken inside of us. We are whole, healed, and complete, ready to keep moving forward on the journey of life. And the chapter in this is called the 21-Day Dopamine Reset Reboot Recovery Protocol. So this chapter just takes you through um, a methodology that I've created um, called the Dopamine Reset Reboot and Recovery Process. Now, what I want to share with you is that I also have a group program called the Ultimate Dopamine Reset Program, and it's a group experience. It's a live six-week group experience where I take a group of people through a six-week program, and it's it's the dopamine reset. It's the reboot. It's the recovery method that I've created um, throughout this entire book. So this entire book leads up to this protocol. In this chapter, I go through the principles and the framework and how to set yourself up for a dopamine reset. And I also want to encourage you to consider joining our next Ultimate Dopamine group program. The website for that is www.hhp, again, hhphealth.com forward slash dopamine. I'll have that in the show notes uh, as well. Again, hhphealth.com forward slash dopamine. The next program starts on April 22nd. Enrollments are open right now, and I highly advise it. We've done a few before, and it is life-changing, absolutely life-changing for everybody that does this program. So I definitely want to encourage you to check out that website and be part of that with us. So it's good It's good timing to tie a, a, a kind of a bow on this conversation We've gone through the framework of the Addiction-Free Lifestyle book. Again, you can get your pre-ordered copy by going to theaddictionfreelifestyle.com forward slash pre-order, and you're going to get a ton of incredible value. Again, you're only going to pay for the shipping and handling $9.99, $10, right? That, that's, I mean, I just, it's crazy. That's what my publisher and the marketing team wanted to do because the mission with this book, it really has nothing to do with making money. Um, it has to do with getting this message out to the world. This is the single most important message I've ever, I've ever put myself behind or put in front of me. And my mission is to get this book and this message and this, these programs out to the world because these are some of the most transformational pieces of information that exist in our world uh, today. That much I believe. So again, you can pre-order your copy at theaddictionfreelifestyle.com forward slash pre-order. And if you want to take a look at the Ultimate Dopamine Program starting on April 22nd, that's hhphealth.com forward slash dopamine. And with that, my friend, 
This is our return episode. The podcast is now going to be called the Addiction Free Lifestyle Podcast with Ronnie Landis. I already have a series of incredible interviews lined up. We're going to be doing those interviews very soon. Um, The next episode that I do is going to be an entire episode on the Ultimate Dopamine Reset, Reboot, and Recovery program, the process really. I'm going to to just walk you through the whole process. I'm going to talk a lot more about the science behind um, the dopamine dilemma and how we can overcome that. I'm going to give you a lot of value. And then, of course, there's going to be the opportunity to join us in this six-week group program on April 22nd. And then after we do that episode, we're going to kick off the interview series. So we're going to be back and we're going to be doing this podcast better than ever. And I'm really, really excited to relaunch this podcast with all of you. Thank you so much for joining me in this incredible exploration. And I will, uh, I will, well, you'll hear from me in our next episode. Much love and aloha.